0: You can do it! Hello friends and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki and today we return to the great nation of Wakanda for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. His people, did not call him general or king, they called him Kukulkan, the feather serpent god. Killing him will risk eternal war. He's coming, for the surface world. We know what you whisper, we know we're we're dead. Dead and they have lost. People of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. Written by the team of Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole and directed by Ryan Coogler, Black Panther Wakanda Forever stars Letitia Wright as Shuri, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, Denai Guerrera as Okoye, Winston Duke as M'Baku, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda, Tina Cuerta as Namor, Martin Freeman as Everett Ross, Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, and features Florence Kasumba, Michael Cole, Alex Livinalli, and Mabel Cadena. The shocking death of Chadwick Boseman surprised a lot of people. He quietly battled colon cancer, ultimately succumbing shortly before Black Panther 2 started production. The questions then rose about how Kevin Feige and the MCU would handle his death. Would they recast? Would they keep going without him? Well, two years later, here we are with Wakanda Forever releasing into theaters, and the early trailers show us that in fact King T'Challa has died. Story-wise, this movie is pretty interesting. Half of the movie follows the aftermath of T'Challa's death, while the other half focuses on the Telecans led by Namor. It ended up leaving the movie with a few slow parts and a large chunk of filler, and ultimately ended up with an unnecessary 161-minute runtime. This movie also concludes phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Acting-wise, it's a Marvel movie, so there's some spectacular axing mixed with some not great, but not terrible. But the likelihood that anybody in this movie will be looked at for awards is slim, so it doesn't really matter. The big standouts, though, are, as you expect, Angela Bassett, Denai Guerrero, and Tana Querta. When it comes to action, it's exactly what you should come to expect from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Huge action pieces, beautiful creature design, and a glorious mix of CGI and practical effects. We are introduced to a gorgeous new world, and we continue our orientation to the mutants in this universe. I'll keep the remainder of this review short, since it's an MCU movie, and you're either invested already, or you're not invested in the least. The memorial scenes, the Chadwick version of the Marvel Studios logo, and a few scenes in particular, are done very, very well. The story involving Namor seemed to be left over from the original script, and the melding of the two seemed rocky in more than one place. Overall, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a good movie. It's a lot of fun, but it fails to live up to the first Black Panther film. The extra-long runtime is absolutely related to the passing of Chadwick Boseman, despite Despite what anybody else says, and it ends up leaving us with a number of really slow parts that drag the story to a halt, combined with unnecessary pieces of storytelling that could have easily been removed to improve the pacing. Ultimately, I give Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, an A-. The countdown to the holidays is on, and Nick and the team at Swiss Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use and let's start it off with a couple of trailers that released. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. First up, John Wick Chapter 4. Who is this? The Marquis de Gramont challenge him to single combat. We're to lose. It's a way out. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. I'm going to need a gun. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to go. John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the High Table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. John Wick Chapter 4 releases on March 24th of 2023. Over in casting news, it has been confirmed that Daniel Kaluuya has signed on to join Sony's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, where he'll be taking on the role of Spider-Punk. The plot currently remains a mystery, however we do know that the film picks up with Miles Morales fully. Embracing his role as Brooklyn's new Spider-Man. Returning for more web-slinging shenanigans across the Spider-Verse is Spider-Gwen, as well as other Spider-People joining the fray to battle a new and powerful villain. Kaluuya joins a cast that includes Shameik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, Oscar Isaac, Brian Tyree Henry, and Luna Lauren Velez, as well as a number of others. Meanwhile, in other upcoming projects, Universal Pictures has confirmed that they are developing a film based on the life and times of the legendary rapper Snoop Dogg. The project will also mark the first project from Snoop's new Death Row pictures. Legendary director Alan Hughes, who directed Menace to Society, The Book of Eli and Dead Presidents, will direct based on a script from Black Panther Wakanda Forever writer Joe Robert Cole. The Dog Father himself will be producing alongside Hughes and Sarah Raymaker. The Snoop Dogg Biopic is one of several films in development at Universal focusing on pop culture musicians, which also include projects about Madonna and Cher. It's so dark! You sure you're not from the DC universe? Over at DC, James Gunn and Peter Safran, who have taken over the roles of the heads of DC films, have confirmed that their plan is to tell one single story stretching over all aspects of the DC universe. During a recent interview, Safran said, quote, this was such a unique opportunity to tell one great overarching story. One beautiful big story across film, television, gaming, live action, and animation. James Gunn added that they've already begun work on what will be an 8-10 to year plan for the story. He said, quote, the opportunity to make DC as great as it can be and as it should be, that is the reason why I'm doing this job, because I know that Peter and I can do it. We spent the last couple days with a group of some of the best thinkers in the industry, the best writers in the industry, starting to map out that 8-10 to 10 year plan of what it's going to look like in the theaters and TV and animation across the board for these characters. In other upcoming projects, what the hell happened to Guy Ritchie's Operation Fortune, Ruse the Guerre? Initially, the film was supposed to release in March of 2022, only to have its debut cancelled at the last possible minute. While a new report from deadline is suggesting that the fact that the baddies are Ukrainian is only a minor concern and that the distributor STX's behind-the-scenes turmoil is more to blame. The report goes on to say that Lionsgate, Gate, who's released many of STX's films, was willing to release the film only for them to back down once they realized that it was scheduled to go up against Gerard Butler's plane, which is getting really early positive buzz. Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre stars Jason Statham as the leader of a spy team, which includes Aubrey Plaza, that recruits a movie star played by Josh Hartnett to infiltrate the inner circle of an evil billionaire played by Hugh Grant. As of now, there's no theatrical release plan for Operation Fortune, and it's likely it will become a streaming exclusive. Meanwhile, at Netflix, it was confirmed this past week that a Gears of War live action movie and animated series are both in the works. Well, it's no secret that Dave Batista wants to play star Marcus Phoenix in a Gears of War movie and spent this weekend releasing a new tweet, including a video of him decked out in full Gears of War armor. The clip released by Batista is from Gears of War 5, in which Batista was a playable character. The creator of the Gears of War franchise, Cliff Bzenski, has said that Dave Batista should be the one to play Marcus. Marcus. Marcus Phoenix should a movie be made. Batista is such a big fan of the Gears of War franchise that he once started to pitch the concept to studio executives when he was brought in to read for a role in a Fast and Furious sequel. The Gears of War games focus on a war between humanity and the subterranean reptilian hominids known as the Locust Horde on the world of Sarah. Marcus Phoenix, a soldier in the coalition of ordered governments, is tasked to lead a last-ditch effort to destroy the Locust Horde and save humanity. Netflix also announced this past week that they have ordered two more seasons of Monster, which will drift away from Dom to tell the stories of other monstrous figures who have impacted society, as well as a new season of the real estate thriller The Watcher, which was inspired by a true story. Both projects, which were created by Ian Brennan and American Horror Story co-creator Ryan Murphy, were massive hits with fans, as well as with critics. Netflix also announced this past week that a new comedy special from Chris Rock will stream live early in 2023. This project marks the first live programming series coming from Netflix, and it only makes sense with a massive star like rock robbie Pra, netflix's vice president of stand-up and comedy formats said quote chris rock is one of the most iconic and important comedic voices of our generation we're thrilled the entire world will be able to experience a live chris rock comedy event and be a part of netflix history this will be an unforgettable moment and we're so honored that chris is carrying this torch chris rock is in the midst of his ego death tour and hasn't spoken too much about the slap heard around the world <laughs> oh wow wow Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Which he teased he will address on Netflix. He said, quote, People expect me to talk about the bullshit. I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'll get to it eventually on Netflix. For at HBO Max, it has been confirmed that Travis Fimmel has signed on to the HBO Max series Dune the Sisterhood, which will follow a mysterious order of women. The series is set 10,000 years prior to the events of Dune and follows the Harkonnen sisters as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish the fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit. Fimmel joins an already comprised cast of Emily Watson, Shirley Henderson, Indira Varma, Shalom Brune Franklin, Sarah Sophie Brusina, Faolin Cunningham, Aofi Hines, and Chloe Lee over at Disney, while Indiana Jones 5 is likely the last time that we see Harrison Ford don the hat and whip of the famed adventurer, Disney is actively looking to develop an Indiana Jones TV series for Disney Plus. They are currently seeking writers to develop the series, and it's unknown right now if the project is being planned as a prequel or a spin-off to the big screen franchise. As of now, no other information is known, but we do know that Indiana Jones 5 will be released in theaters on June 30th of 2023. Walmart is actively selling a Puzzle box from Hellraiser, marketed as a STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math building toy, based off the popular puzzle box. According to the description on the Walmart website, quote, the configuration puzzle cube can move and change shape like in the movie. It can be an educational toy to help children build self-esteem and confidence, develop spatial awareness, train memory skills, and exercise hand-eye coordination. Reviewers are having a ton of fun with the puzzle box's inclusion as a toy, with one review reading, quote, My uncle Frank bought this toy for me and it was a lot of fun, a real brain teaser and almost my soul apart, while another reads this will help the Cenobites to capture your child and take them to the Cenobite dimension. Great fun! You yourself can summon Pinhead and his friends for the low, low price of twenty eight ninety eight US. It was announced this weekend that Alec Baldwin is going on the defensive, filing a lawsuit against several members of the Rust crew. Baldwin recently settled a civil suit with the family of the movie's DP, Helena Hutchins, who was infamously shot and killed on the set of Rust when a cold Colt forty five revolver the actor was handling went off. According to DMZ, Baldwin's suit puts the blame for the shooting at the hands of Chief Armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, Dave Halls, the Assistant Director, Sarah Zachary, the Prop Master, and Gun Supplier Seth Kenny. The lawsuit states Gutierrez-Reed failed to check the bullets or the gun carefully, Halls failed to check the gun carefully and yet announced the gun was safe before handing it to Baldwin, and Zachary failed to disclose that Gutierrez-Reed had been acting recklessly offset and was a safety risk to those around her. According to Deadline, the lawsuit goes on to state that Baldwin has lost numerous jobs due to the incident, with him being viewed as responsible for the accident. By many. Regardless of what happens, Rust is set to resume production sometime in 2023 with the full blessing of the Helena Hutchins estate. And finally, we once again end on a couple pieces of bad news. Legendary prop comic Gallagher has passed away at the age of 76. Is there anyone that particularly does not want me to smash this pig? Well then, let's go ahead and go! While you may not know him yourself depending on your age, Gallagher was a well-known prop comic that smashed watermelons using a mallet. It was also announced this weekend that actor, writer, and voice of Batman Kevin Conroy has passed following a short battle with cancer. You were there at the beginning, and now you get to see how it ends. Diane Pershing, who voiced the character of Poison Ivy, broke the news via Twitter, with Conroy's publicist Gary now confirming. Conroy starred as the Cape Crusader in the acclaimed Batman the Animated Series from 1992 to 1996, reprising his role as the voice of Batman in a number of other projects, including the Arkham video game series. Conroy's friend and Joker voice actor Mark Hamill took to Twitter to say, quote, Kevin was perfection. He was one of my favorite people on the planet, and I loved him like a brother. He truly cared for the people around him. His decency shone through everything Thing he did every time i saw him or spoke with him my spirits were elevated that's it for this episode of talking movies follow me on social media at talking movies pc and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms and as always i heard you that night by the river with your mother you said you wanted to burn the world then let's burn it together